Welcome to Evolve to Succeed, the podcast that brings together entrepreneurs, founders, business leaders, and experts to talk about their journeys and explore the link between personal and business success. I'm your host, Juan Munson, founder of Evolve, a coaching, training, and development company focused on enabling business and personal success and creating a community of like-minded individuals. Whether that be through our peer groups, one-to-one coaching, our training and development programs for you and your teams, or through our content and events, our mission is to get the best out of each individual and inspire them to be better both in life and in business. If you want to learn more about Evolve, including our beautiful co-working space in Ashley Cross in Paul, then please go to evolvemembers.com where you'll find great content, insights, details of all of our services and also information on our forthcoming events. For now though, let's get on with the show. This week we hear from Chloe Adams, CEO at the Art Movement, which brings art into the workplace, whether that be through art on the walls or art classes for your teams. Chloe is passionate about that connection between creativity and well-being and has combined her love of both art and business to form a company that has a profound impact on its clients. Amongst other things in this episode, Chloe talks about the incredible benefits that art has for our mental health as well as our motivation. She refers to a fascinating study which proves that art in an office reduces stress and significantly increases productivity and also reveals the wonderful bonding experience that group art classes can have on both business owner and their teams. It's a wide-ranging and fantastic conversation with so many interesting elements and insights. I guarantee you'll learn a few new things along the way and I hope you're inspired by this conversation as I was. Welcome, Chloe, to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. Thank you for having me, Warren. I'm very pleased to be here. Really looking forward to our conversation today. We're going to talk about art and the benefits it can have in the workplace, as well as, Chloe, find out a little bit about you and your journey. So I suppose we should just start with a little bit about the organisations, the businesses you run, including the art movement. So just for our listeners, do you want to give us a bit of a background about what the art movement is? Mm. There's the Little Van Gogh as well and Connected by Art. So there's three kind of businesses, organisations that, you know, you head up. So tell our listeners a little about them, Chloe. Well, everything stems from the premise, I think, that art, or I believe very passionately, that art should be accessible to everybody. Um, that matters a lot to me. And I feel that a lot of people wouldn't necessarily choose to go to a gallery or wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable in those spaces. Um, so everything we do involves bringing art to people in the workplace, making art accessible to people in the workplace, elevating life experience, um, enhancing well-being through the power of art. Everything kind of stems from that. And we're okay. also very interested in supporting emerging artists in the process. So the art movement is an art consultancy that works specifically with corporates and companies and businesses, um, bringing art into the workplace in lots and lots of different ways. Mm. So one of the ways that we do that is through the Little Van Gogh network. Little Van Gogh is a concept that started in Belgium, in Brussels, almost 26 years ago. Okay. Uh, it's a touring art exhibition concept. So every two months we curate an art exhibition in your workplace and it changes and you get to discover and learn about lots of new emerging artists. Um, it's a fantastic 
platform really to get people engaged in art, people mm. who wouldn't necessarily, um, as I was saying before, choose to go to a gallery. Yeah. In the comfort of your office, the art is changing all the time. You're able to discover lots of work by different artists, purchase work if you want to. Um, so that's a brilliant way and a very democratic way of getting art into the workplace yeah, because we're all so different, aren't we? Um, so just having that change means that the work is always engaging. It's always something to talk about. Um, and over the course of time, people get to understand what it is that they like, maybe what it is they don't like. Um, so that's Little Van Gogh. Uh, and that's a big network, a European network okay. that um, we head up the UK part of the network. But there is a Little Van Gogh in Germany, one in France, one in Holland um, and Belgium. And there's about 7,000 pieces of work moving around that, that just network. moves around that network. All the time. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm very proud of the work we do with Little Van Gogh. Um, the art movement itself does all sorts of things. We do um, graduate art programs whereby we help companies to support artists just in that first year out of university. Unfortunately, university doesn't always prepare artists for the business mm. element that comes with being an artist it's actually quite an entrepreneurial endeavor being an artist mm. and often people can come out of university brilliant artists great ideas but have very little clue how to forge a career out of out of their art so we support artists in that first year where they're quite vulnerable to changing direction um, support them with business skills, yeah. um, curate exhibitions out of their degree shows um, and and run programmes in that way. Fantastic. Which are brilliant. We also manage corporate art collections. We have a, a facility, a storage facility, a climate controlled facility where we look after people's collections. Um, and we have launched Connected, which is that third element you were talking about, uh, which are online art classes for employees um, that came out of COVID and just trying to support with mental well-being. Okay, we're going to definitely <laughs> going to cover that off during the Long course of our conversation. <laughs> but that's a really broad church of services, ideas. Um, and has that obviously come together over a period of time for you, Chloe? Is it, you know, what, where did it all stem from? Were you, a, did you do an arts degree? Were you one of those struggling artists trying to find their way? Where did it, where did your journey start with it all? So I went to art school for one year. Okay. Uh, and I struggled with that year. I felt like I, I love art and I love business as well. I nearly went and did a, a business degree, which um, I, was, I was ready to work. I was ready to okay. not be in education anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, I, I found that I loved being around art. I loved being around artists. But I just wanted to get on with the business of something. Um, and I did come away with this feeling that art kind of felt like it wasn't for everyone. It mm. felt very cliquey. And I wanted to find a way to bring art to more people and make it more accessible, you know. Yeah. Um, the number of times that we'll hang art in a space, we've hung it all up in a, in a building, and I'll grab someone and say, hey, what do you think of, what do you think of the new art? And they'll go, hmm. I don't, I don't really know about, I don't really know anything about art. And, you know, clearly, I do not want to talk about how I feel about this piece of art. Um, and I'll say to someone, well, look, 
do you love music? And I'll say, yeah, yeah, I love music. I'll say, oh, yeah, I can tell you what I love, what I hate. What general music I like, yeah, the bands I'm into, yeah. Last gig I went to, all of that stuff. People just, yeah. yeah. I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. And I'll say, do you you know anything about music? Are you qualified in in musical training, anything? Oh, no, God, no. And it's, we feel entitled, don't we, to an opinion Mm. about certain things, certain forms of art. And there are others, I think, like visual art, which is much less accessible and people feel very uncomfortable or or not entitled to have an opinion or unqualified and I really didn't like that about art okay. you know I wanted people to go I love it I can't tell you why but I just it just it just makes me feel yeah. a certain way and that's good enough for me I think that's okay yeah you know that's all right so did you year and then went straight into the art movement or? yeah yeah. Wow, so it was that kind of real focus of, right, I know that art degree is not for me, but I love art, I love business. How can I connect the two? Yeah. That's quite a journey and a leap, isn't it? Yeah, well, we got involved initially with the Little Van Gogh Network. Okay. So that was a really good in yeah, into that, that kind of that gave a stable kind of, right, this is a business model that I can understand yeah. and follow. And then you've grown yeah. the kind of umbrella of other services from there. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And is that a challenge for you? Is that because there is so many other services there, Chloe, that that kind of business piece, that entrepreneurial piece of there always being a shiny new thing to distract you and and take you away from what the core business is? Is that a challenge that you face? It is. <laughs> <laughs> it is a problem that I have. Um, yeah, I like shiny new things, but I'm also really, really lucky that um, we have an incredible team, an incredible team of consultants, um, art technicians, curators who are really good at pulling this stuff together, okay. really good at um, bringing art into spaces, uh, delivering stunning exhibitions. And, and I think you have to build a team that compensates for some of your <laughs> lacks, you know. Yeah. To um, enable you to look around and see opportunity but somebody's got to deal with day-to-day operations exactly exactly so for example kenny our head of operations just just the most skilled builder of processes he's absolutely phenomenal at that he keeps in touch with all of our clients in in the most methodical way and that's not a skill set that i necessarily have um but he has it in spades you know our head of art luke is incredible at connecting with artists making sure they're always being brought on and again that gives me space and time to grow other parts of the business so and it was a because that's a great place to be isn't it when you become self-aware and you know that you're playing to your strengths and others are covering your weaknesses that you know that is the epitome of where all business owners leaders should and do usually desire to be but was that been a transition for you over a long period of time or do you think you were always that self-aware Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. No, no, no. Um, It's it's an ongoing journey, isn't it? All of it. And um, it's so cliche to say it's the it's the journey and not the destination. But and I think that's what uh, creativity and art teaches in spades. It's really not always about the outcome. I I mean, I I can be very goals orientated and very focused in that way. But often it's the process that gets you to the goal that's the most important bit. And actually achieving the thing in, in the end yeah. is like what, five minute high and then on to the next thing. Yeah. And the learning is in that process. So yeah, I've definitely um, 
it, it has been a big long road of I don't failure is a difficult word mm. because it sounds so tragic and terrible but you just have to get loads of stuff wrong don't you yeah and learn from it and learn from it and it's just how we and I think this idea of failure this idea of um it's just learning I don't know I don't know but why we make such a big deal about it yeah but it's quite interesting isn't it we've gone off a little tangent but I think academia and business like how academia teaches business is you know very methodical isn't it but actually the reality of business particularly owner managed entrepreneurial business is that you have an idea you follow it you take some action it goes right great it doesn't go right you pick yourself up you learn from it and you try something new and there is this kind of disparity isn't there between academia and business and maybe the real world I don't know if you would agree with that oh I I agree with that completely and and I think that there's this um there's this misnomer around especially now that we have social media so much you know, heightened sense of comparison mm. um and that we think there's like the silver bullet way of achieving anything and there should be this is this one thing that i'm yeah. going to do i'm going to find that one thing that's going to make the business yeah. successful and it's going to be instant and it's going to be instant <laughs> yeah. and that's going to be that and i'm not going to make any mistakes along the way and if i do make a mistake then it's probably not worth continuing with any of this yeah i'm a complete failure and i'll just go and try something else and it's like well actually you just have to make friends with that and yeah. understand that you're going to cock up 85% of what you do, but that's going to teach you 100% of what you know. <laughs> so like, how else are you supposed to succeed in anything if you're not willing to look like a bit of a fool yeah, from time to time, mess things up and just laugh at yourself for it because it should be fun. Like it should be fun, yeah. shouldn't it? It should, you should put a smile on your face. I mean, we live one life, don't we? A hundred percent. And we've got to enjoy it. And, and there are days when it isn't fun at all and it's anything but, but you've got to be on a journey that puts a smile on your face. Oh, you do. And and I really say that to like our team and um, it, it's, you know, we're going to work hard. We've got work to do, mm. but we want to have a good time along the way because as you say, life is short and we want to we want to enjoy what we do and when we enjoy what we do the quality and the output of what we do is yeah. always so much better Definitely. always so much better and is that a challenge you're seeing now in the art with artists perhaps coming out of university because we we touch on that from a business perspective but you know that journey of an artist you know you read and you see is one of the biggest struggles there is in any kind of professional career isn't it but do you think it's become even more challenging for young artists today because they, because of social media, don't expect the typical artist journey and do expect that instant success? Yeah, it's a really, it's a double-edged sword, social media for artists, because on the one hand, it has opened up just access to market. You can sell directly to your fans, to your audience, yeah. Um the sky's the limit really you can do you can do so much more it used to be you know you have to find gallery representation there are only so many galleries and they're going to pick their stars and that's it yep. and you've got no other way of accessing your buyers whereas now you can set up a website you can set up a shop you can there is so much that you can do to market yourself yeah um but when we want to be an overnight success which of course does not exist mm, no. Um, it's heartbreaking when you put yourself out there and to begin with, not much happens. It's really, really hard. Um, and I think people, 
just misunderstand how how responsible you are these days for marketing yourself. Actually, even if you have representation, your gallery will still expect you to do a lot of your own self-promotion and promote yourself okay. and your work um, because it helps them in the end as well. Um, so I think just taking responsibility for yourself uh, as an artist is really important, but it's also very hard because often what artists want to do is get on with the business of making work yeah. and they don't want to be sending mailers or yeah. you know writing copy for a website or any of those sorts of things they want to be making their work and it takes them away from that so having good representation can help with mm. a lot of those issues but I just think if university prepared artists a little bit more for that it would be less of a surprise and therefore less of a disappointment yeah um, and more would succeed as a result and more would succeed yeah and also understanding that a lot of artists will have what we call portfolio careers so it's not just one avenue of income it's multiple okay and that requires a degree of entrepreneurial spirit to be able to juggle multiple streams of yeah. income um, you might be teaching you might be running workshops you might be doing online stuff plus your sales plus gallery it could be all sorts of things but it's often not just one thing yes um, that. and that's okay that's that that's now. successful yeah. you know to have multiple yeah. streams of income as an artist is very very normal yeah. um and i yeah i think that's helpful to know and have you had to change your business model as a result of the world changing do you know it was a, it was a funny we had a funny five minutes didn't we with with covid and the the couple of years yeah. that we've had it this buzzword pivoting yeah. pivoting businesses pivoting all over the place but it you know i'm a painfully optimistic person i really 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 believe in glass half full thinking and when covid came along it was terrifying for everyone for so many reasons but there is always opportunity always opportunity in dark moments and it forced us to think right what can we do now to meet a new need because it's not like there was suddenly people didn't need stuff anymore it's just suddenly very quickly people needed, needed other stuff they delivered it in a different way exactly so it, need didn't vanish it just changed and usually it changes at a slower pace and yeah. it changed very quickly it did. um so i think if if you are if you have that kind of entrepreneurial spirit you just turn to meet that and think okay what we were doing and doing really well with yesterday yeah. frustratingly is is not working for a second okay what can we move towards and um we set up our uh storage facility during lockdown okay. we set up a cataloging business during lockdown and we launched probably most successfully these online art classes through our our connected creative development program okay. and so we we felt that um it was obvious people were having a really really hard time mm. at home working from home uh struggling with kids and being stuck indoors and f just high levels of fear and we decided to launch we did some photography competitions we did some online um sort of collaborative artworks with people and actually we eventually ended up doing some online art classes which really started to take off we launched those with um one of our best teachers jan moffitt okay. um she's she's such a good teacher uh 
she's really, really good at taking a seemingly tricky looking subject, you know, a human face yeah. or uh, an animal or something. And she can just break that down into manageable steps, which at the beginning you were thinking, no, there's no way in hell I can ever do this. And by the end of it, you're going, mm, no, that's okay. not bad, is it? Yeah. You know, I've drawn a face. And um, the satisfaction that that provides is priceless like yeah. it's incredible that what that can do to a person um and we just started to get this incredible feedback about these sessions and it just sort of snowballed into its own business and now here we are not in lockdown anymore yeah it's still adding value it's turned into also live events um for companies we've got individuals coming okay. to the sessions. so typically companies are coming along and they're putting their teams through the program does the team do it together Is yeah it Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get that shared learning, shared experience, that having fun together. Exactly. And we do kind of galleries at the end so that people can oh, okay. see each other's work. And, and wow. it's, it's, it's one of the funnest and most satisfying things I've ever done. I spoke to somebody recently. I mean, we had an email come in and somebody said that they had reduced their antidepressants um, because of coming to the classes. And I then spoke to somebody who said that she actually hadn't committed suicide last year because of coming to art classes and it had had that level of benefit. Yeah. And that completely blew me away. I, I was completely humbled by that yeah. because I had thought at best this will be a distraction for people, people who had a love of art, um, who dropped that those subjects at school or something who want, who want to try something new you know everyone was trying different yeah, new hobbies, hobbies baking sourdough bread or whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah and actually i the impact that art making art has on mental health mm. is phenomenal it's huge and i just started looking into that as a result of getting this feedback from the sessions and started realizing that actually making art reduces your cortisol levels yeah. massively it's that left left side right side of brain engagement which a lot of us in occupations and businesses and professions and just don't engage the right side of our brain in the same creative way as we should as humans do we exactly exactly yeah and, and we don't um often get into this state of flow yeah. which is hugely important you know just to be present and you hear um there's a snowboarder called uh, Jeremy Jones who talks about the white zone um, or it can be state of flow yeah. or it can be uh, mindfulness or being present. However you want to yeah. term that, it's that place where time is irrelevant. You are completely in the zone. Yeah. You are not in the past, not in the future. And that just brings all your stress levels down. It engages that creative part of your soul, yeah. <laughs> you know, that is looking to express itself and it helps to move emotion through you. Uh, and I think that I had not realized how powerful that is, especially in the midst of a mental health crisis, which we yeah. are very much in. Yeah, and will be for some time. Oh, yeah. We've got some serious mm. mending and healing to do, I think. Definitely. Yeah. And art really helps with that so i mean that's an amazing realization and sort of congratulations to your team on you know putting that in place and seeing some of those benefits that they're the kind of benefits where the hair stands up on the back of your neck and rightfully you're truly proud but does that now mean that that's going to be an area of focus you're going to take that area of the business in a different direction or you're just going to amplify it you know what's that realization going to mean in terms of 
the art movement and connected by art and the business I suppose yeah it's a it's now it's a big focus for us this year um a big focus for us and we've designed an online platform that um people can purchase membership through they can access sort of tips and ways of developing themselves as artists because I felt very strongly that connected shouldn't be a program that's all about just having a nice hobby which of course if it is for people is fine but I it's a it's a serious program that really is developing people in their creative skill set so if you want to become a better artist but you just so happen to be an accountant yeah you know or you just so happen to be uh, somebody working in a recruitment firm like art is also for you and it's okay for you to come and take that part of yourself seriously and for you to develop that seriously I think people have a really hard time taking their creative self seriously we want I'm not an artist do you think think we leave school and that gets suppressed I mean why do you think yeah I think that unfortunately I mean the number of adults I've spoken to who tell me stories about creative shame at school some teacher at school laughed at their picture i was talking to a woman just the other day she's in her 60s she was telling me about something that happened to her when she was 10 she was at school she painted a picture of an airplane and her teacher had laughed at her picture in front of the whole class and she is decades and decades and decades on and she remembers that like it was yesterday and she hasn't drawn since and she hasn't drawn since and the trauma that has caused the shame that's then connected to being creative quashes your ability to express that Mm. and that's happened to so many people absolutely it's just been the shame and the creativity have come together and it's this nightmarish horrible toxic mess that means that people are terrified of judgment when it comes to to drawing a picture i've worked with chief executives of very well-known banks who have nervously, I mean nervously, shown their picture at the end of a session. Oh, I think I did the same, actually, <laughs> Chloe, if you I'm know? <laughs> And why is that why is this school, scary? Yeah, but yeah. You know, you're public speaking, you're on camera, you're doing all these yeah. things, yet if we say, could you please draw us a picture of a dog? Yeah. And would it be okay if we all saw this picture? And we promised to all be very nice about it. The, the cortisol, adrenaline yeah. experience that you have off the back of that is yeah. massive, you know. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I've just sat here now thinking, is like, you know, as we proceed in life, we think all about our academic progress, don't we? We actually think about our nutrition and our um, kind of our physical kind of exercise and well-being, but we don't really think about how we tap into that element of creativity in our lives, do we? Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's vital. I mean, we are innately creative beings you know like that's what and and it doesn't just apply to drawing a a picture it applies to innovation in business I mean that drives business we need teams to come up with better ways of doing things new ideas and if you stifle creativity by shaming people about when they come up with ideas when they express themselves then how are they going to innovate into the future I mean it's not going to be possible you have to make space for people to fail to back to that point isn't it it? to express themselves learn share ideas and not all of them will work and accept that and not 
go through that shame process. Yeah, and, and teach people and show people how to tap into that because that's where everybody's best mm-hmm. ideas will come from. That's where your best work will come yeah. from when you're in that state of flow, in the zone, expressing your uniqueness in through science, through maths, yeah. or whatever it might be. But you will get the best out of people when they are at their most creative. And if you can show them that it's safe to do that, art is a wonderful way of doing that. If you surround people with art, they start talking about their ideas. They start, what do you think about that painting? Oh, I don't like that. Why is that, John? Because I don't like the color blue. Why don't you like the color blue? Because when I was, and then we're into a conversation that's personal and we're into something that's not guarded and people start connecting more. It's such a good, lubricant for proper connection and that's where you'd say the well-being benefit comes of having art within the work environment is it massively yeah 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 i think having art in your space it does it does so much for people you know it it actually makes people more productive um there's a psychologist called dr craig knight who did a really interesting study on productivity and art and plants in the workplace so he had a series of uh, spaces. One was uh, a very bleak space with absolutely nothing in it. Uh, got people to do some work in that. The next space, they put some art and plants into the space. And then they had a third space where they put art and plants in, but they let participants arrange them however they wanted to arrange them. Okay. And they found that the people who had art and plants and didn't have a choice on how it, how it was arranged were 15% more productive than those who had nothing. And those who were able to arrange it as they wanted were 30% more productive. That's so incredible. It really has an impact, especially when you give people some uh, decision-making power around how that space looks and feels. It okay. really ups um, productivity, which of course is an important part of business. Um, and it reduces cortisol. You know, Westminster, yeah. um, University of Westminster did a, a study where they took people to go and look at art during their lunch break, just for half an hour. And the people, especially with the highest levels of cortisol, stress hormone, had the biggest drops by the end of it. Um, so we encourage people just to, you know, when we hang art in their space, to do 10 minutes of just pick a painting, stand in front of it for 10 minutes, and just not allowed to look away, just experience it. Okay. Um, actually, some people find that very frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really challenging, can not it? I think yeah. I've got to stand here. Yeah, yeah, but I suppose it's a it's a form of meditation, isn't it? That's yeah. exactly what it is, isn't it? Is you're just focusing on one thing, and yeah, that's got to help, isn't it? I think it does, and and it, you know that they they can all sound a bit hippie to mm. people sometimes, um, but all it is, it's just quietening yourself down for a minute yeah um and it's a very helpful reset yeah. in between any Re- any activity your nervous systems and off you go again yeah exactly definitely and have you got any kind of case studies where you've seen that you've put art into an organization into a company into a business and you've seen these benefits become reality oh big time yeah, yeah. well we had a great one where um very intentionally we had a we worked with a, a big uh, private bank in London and their departments were split across six or seven floors and um, we put art into the spaces and then changed it very regularly and changing the art meant that people moved between the floors because they weren't moving between Mm -hmm. the floors departments weren't talking to each other they were all very siloed and um, 
they were looking for ways to get people to move around the building and actually start talking to each other. Okay, and engage. And yeah. engage with each other. So we started changing the art around and people on the third floor would go, hmm, I wonder what they've got on the second floor today. Down we go. And <laughs> okay. they would go, oh, you've got, you know, these paintings. And it got people moving around the building in a way that they just wouldn't before. Wow. So that was good. Fantastic. Yeah. And I suppose, what have you learned about yourself since you've been on this journey, I think sort of about 2008, wasn't it? You started this whole kind of the movement, the journey. So what have you learned about yourself in that time, Chloe? Oh, oh, it's an ongoing project. This one, <laughs> an ongoing well, project. As it should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, the things that I, I enjoy about myself is that I've, I've learned, you know, the stakes are, I'm not a brain surgeon, you know, if yeah. I get something wrong, nobody is going to die. No. Um, and so I get to exist in a space where actually, if things do go wrong, it's it's not it's not the the end of the world, yeah. you know. And I've got quite good at picking myself up um, after, um, you know, a bit of a an experiment gone yeah. wrong, and that's okay. Um, I've definitely learnt that I am very tenacious. I like, okay. I really, I think you, I have a determination, okay. um, which can sometimes see me through those yeah. ups and downs, yeah. you know? It's that full part of being resilient, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and really to have fun. But I think I am not the most patient of people. Um, I really, I want things to happen quickly. Okay. Uh, and, and so I've had to learn um, to balance this striving for more mm. this need to progress and this feeling of of moving forwards with really enjoying where i am and yeah. really having a good time where you are and i think balancing those two things um is challenging but i think if you can get that right mm. it's kind of this perfect place to be it's really difficult it's though, really isn't it? difficult because you if you've got that drive in you and you've got the ideas and some creativity and that kind of desire to do something better and to improve then you're always looking for the next hurdle the next challenge aren't you and sometimes just standing still in the moment you are and appreciating what you've got and who you are and what you've achieved to date isn't a natural instinct is it so no it's a habit you have to get into it what techniques have you have you developed techniques or do you think it's now just a mindset and a habit change that you've brought to yourself i like little rituals I really like that I like having things that I'm quite action orientated I like to I'm a doer okay obsessive doer so if I can do things that I know will put me back in back in my place of 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 happy presence yeah Yeah. (laughs) um then then I I like to do those so I am I do I know a lot of people do these now gratitude lists which yeah. are just listing off the things that I I'm appreciating at the moment that is incredibly helpful it's very hard to feel um resentful and grateful at the same time I don't think you can no. it's difficult to um I do morning pages is a brilliant one which if anyone is looking to unblock any creative um sort of stifled feelings uh a woman called um, Julia Cameron who wrote The Artist's Way, which is a very, it's a very old book. It's been around a long time, but it's a list of processes that you can 
used to help unblock any creative um, okay. any creative stuckness. Um, so morning pages is basically you, you wake up in the morning, you've got your sheet of paper there, and before you speak to anyone or really do anything, you effectively vomit words onto a page. You just okay. write, 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 write. Whatever is in your brain, sometimes it's just a bunch of squiggles and it's really nonsensical. Okay. You're not trying to form proper sentences yeah. here. You're literally just got to walk the dog, got to walk the dog, washing up, washing up, park car, park car. You know, it could be yeah, all, anything. This, anything. Yeah. And you just do two or three pages of that every day. And it just does has this kind of clearing out effect, which is absolutely brilliant. And you start to feel ideas coming more freely, more easily. Um, so that's been great. Uh, and how long have you been doing that for? Oh, years. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and that's a, yeah. that's a habit again. And Yeah. It's so useful. And I think often with habits, you think, oh, I don't need to do this stuff anymore. Yeah. I'll stop yeah. uh, meditating. I'll stop running now that I've... Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I don't think the idea is to to stop doing it. If it works for you. If, if it works, keep keep doing it. It's part of your kind of maintenance yeah. program, isn't it? Um, and I've also found flotation tanks. Okay. Brilliant. I don't mm. know if you've ever been no. in one of those. I would highly recommend them. They look like if... Apple made coffins. <laughs> <laughs> You're not saying it to me, Chloe. These lovely white pods. Um, and when you open them up, they've got a couple of feet of... Um, it's effectively tons of Epsom salts okay. uh, in there, dissolved. And you step into this very viscous liquid and you lie in it. And you f- you're suspended in this okay. liquid. And you shut the lid... So you're in the blackest of black space. It, it Sometimes I don't know if my eyes are open or closed because it's so okay. dark. And it's complete sensory deprivation. So you've got no sound um, either, other than the kind of tw- yeah. twinkling of the water uh, in there. And it's just black silence. And I know that sounds scary because you're also suspended. So slightly <laughs> petrified. <laughs> I've written down here flotation tanks. So you, you just crossed it out that now. Again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, but it just, it just relaxes you completely. You're, you're. It feels like you are floating in space. Yeah. And it's interesting to notice what happens to you yeah. in there. I have yet to meet anybody who has panicked in one of them. I've never met anyone who's panicked okay, in them. You think claustrophobia would keep you? Would think, some but people, it doesn't. Uh, well. Not anyone I have spoken to. And you can open the lid up, switch lights on, play music in there if you want to. Um, Lots of options, but um, it's fantastic. Yeah, I really recommend them. Wow. Okay, there you are, listeners. A tip from Chloe. Go go try a flotation tank. And I might even do it myself and report back on what happens. Um, So we've talked about resilience. We've talked about creativity. We've talked about your own journey. What's next for Chloe? Cool. Well, I definitely see the business continuing to grow in those different directions that it's going in. Um, it's really interesting to have taken uh, art on the walls, mm-hmm. you know, art as sculpture, art as a physical object that we are looking at and interpreting to people making their own. Yeah. And that's been a really interesting step change it's still very much bringing art onto the walls of, of businesses um and still making art accessible to people in those ways but i think also 
really leveraging this idea that um, creativity exists in all of us, mm. not just in the artist's work that we see yeah. on the walls. Um, and I think given that um, change in my understanding, I have seen the benefits that come with people realising about themselves. So I'm very, very keen to develop that okay. in whatever way, whatever way comes, because I've, I've seen that work so well. Yeah. And the satisfaction I get from seeing people engage with that part of themselves yeah. is priceless. Brilliant. Fantastic. And the last question I ask all of the guests is around success. You know, it's the Evolve to Succeed podcast. So what's your personal definition of success, Chloe? My personal definition of success is finding that balance between moving forward and progressing and loving where I am. And I'm not always, you know, hot on the pulse with that. It's something that I'm always working on. But I do think that um, as humans, we need to progress that's yeah. a really important part of feeling satisfied Definitely. in life isn't it and feeling yeah. um like your time on this planet is being yeah, well spent stifled or contained whatever you whoever you are that that's not a great place to be is it? it's not people really suffer in that place mm. of of feeling like they're not progressing but i think people also suffer in the place of thinking i'm just not progressing fast enough yeah. or enough or where i am I'm trying to get away from where i am and where i when I get away from where I am, suddenly everything will be okay. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I don't agree with that. I no. want to be happy where I am whilst also being excited about where I'm going. And that, I think, is my definition of success. What a great definition of success. I've, Chloe, I've really enjoyed our conversation. I wasn't sure where the conversation would go, but I've loved that whole you know, conversation around creativity and what creativity means and what it can bring to an individual the benefits it can bring what benefits it can bring to a business so thank you for your time and thank you for being a great guest on the Evolve to Succeed podcast thank you for having me Warren it was a great pleasure thank you for listening to the Evolve to Succeed podcast my hope with every episode is that you've learned something new or heard something that challenged your way of thinking and further motivated you on your path towards becoming more knowledgeable informed an inspired individual and business leader. If you enjoyed this episode, then please help us by rating, reviewing and subscribing. We really value your feedback and would love to have you along for future episodes. And please don't forget to learn more about Evolve by going to evolvemembers.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week.